But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. 
It was a fun look at family life in the nostalgic 1960s. Marshall shot a pilot episode and cast Ron Howard in the lead. But ABC didn't like the idea, so they passed. The next year, George Lucas had a big hit with the coming-of-age film American Graffiti, starring Ron Howard as a teenager in 1962. With that success, ABC suddenly became interested in Gary Marshall's sitcom idea. It was dusted off, slightly retooled to take place in the late 1950s, and renamed. New Family in Town was now called Happy Days. The cast would star Ron Howard as teenager Richie Cunningham, Marion Ross and Tom Bosley as his parents, Anson Williams as Potsy, Don Most as Ralph Malph, and Henry Winkler as tough guy Arthur Fonzarelli, better known as The Fonz. Happy Days broke into the top 20 in its first season. By season four, it was the number one show in North America. In season five, Happy Days aired a three-part episode that has gone down in history. It was called Hollywood Three, and the storyline had the Happy Days gang going to Hollywood because the Fonz had been invited for a screen test. While there, the Fonz gets into a clash with the California Kid, a cocky local beach guy. Because Henry Winkler was an expert water skier in real life, the Happy Days writers decided to include a water skiing competition in the episode. So they had the California kid challenge the Fonz to a race that culminated in a ski jump over a shark that had been caught in an enclosed area. Why would someone want to jump a shark? Chicken? (laughs) The Fonz chicken. Absurd, absolutely absurd. The Fonz will accept your challenge. Hold it, Malf, hold it, we're talking sharks here. The Jump the Shark episode has gone down in history as the moment when Happy Days storylines took a dive and never recovered. But here's the thing. The viewing audience for that three-part episode was over 30 million. The sitcom was the number two most popular TV show that year and would stay in the top 20 for nine of its 11 seasons, making it one of the longest-running sitcoms in ABC network history. In spite of that, the phrase Jump the Shark became a pop culture reference point. It has come to mean something has passed its peak moment of greatness, that a disastrous decision has been made and a decline is imminent. In other words, if something has jumped the shark, its happy days are numbered. The world of marketing has jumped the shark on more than a few occasions, especially when it comes to celebrity spokespeople. Many brands dream of landing a big celebrity. The prestige rubs off on the product, the celebrity attracts big attention, and brands laugh all the way to the bank. But sometimes those big celebrity endorsements go horribly wrong, and the collateral damage is spectacular. When that happens, brands can kiss happy days goodbye. You're under the influence.
In the world of advertising, landing a celebrity is a big deal. Some research suggests people are willing to pay 20% more for a product endorsed by a celebrity. It's also a very expensive advertising strategy as celebrities do not come cheap. That's why everything has to go just right when creating a spokesperson advertising campaign. Because celebrities attract a lot of attention, so do their mishaps. Like when Oprah Winfrey listed the new Microsoft Surface tablet as one of her favorite things in 2012, it got a lot of attention. Oprah tweeted about it saying, Gotta love that Surface. Have bought 12 already for Christmas gifts. Hashtag favorite things. That was a powerful endorsement. Except for one small thing. At the top of Oprah's tweet, it said, Via Twitter for iPad. In other words, Oprah had tweeted about the Microsoft tablet from her Apple iPad. It didn't take long for the Twitterverse to notice that little snafu. While some thought it made Oprah look like a sellout, others came to her defense saying there weren't many Microsoft Twitter apps available at the time. Either way, it showed just how easily a celebrity endorsement can go off the rails. Back in 1987, the Beef Industry Council launched a big multimedia advertising campaign. The campaign had a dual strategy, to try and halt the decline in beef sales and to position beef as a healthy food choice. The Beef Council wanted to feature credible spokespeople in the campaign, spokespeople the public trusted. A decision was made to hire two well-known celebrities, actors James Garner and Sybil Shepherd. Garner was chosen because of his movie and TV fame and his easygoing sense of humor. Sybil Shepherd was in the middle of her run as the star of the top-rated TV show Moonlighting. Both were extremely likable and considered two of the most believable celebrities around. The campaign was an important one for the beef industry. The media buy alone was over $30 million. The slogan? Beef. Real food for real people. Print ads provided nutritional information and recipes. Radio ads featured catchy jingles. And the television commercials featured the celebrities. Sometimes I wonder if people have a primal, instinctive craving for hamburgers. Something hot, juicy, and so utterly simple that you can eat it with your hands. You can eat it with your hands. I mean, I know people who don't eat burgers, but I'm not sure I trust them. Beef. Real food for real people. Not long after the television commercials began airing, Family Circle magazine published an interview with Sybil Shepherd. In that article, Shepherd was asked about her beauty secrets, and she was quoted as saying, I've cut down on fatty foods, and I'm trying to stay away from red meat. Hmm... The Beef Council suddenly had a beef with Sybil Shepherd. In her defense, Sybil Shepherd claimed she was misquoted and her eating habits had been relayed secondhand to the magazine by her publicist. Shortly after the quote came out, Shepherd apologized to the beef industry. Observers noticed Family Circle magazine was conspicuously left out of the beef industry's media buy. 
In spite of that sizable speed bump, the campaign still managed a positive impact and public sentiment towards beef improved. Sybil Shepherd's contract was not renewed in 1988. You tell me what you know, and I'll confirm. I'll keep you in the right direction if I can, but that's all. Just follow the money. The film All the President's Men was released just 14 months after three of the most powerful people in the Nixon administration were sentenced in the Watergate scandal. Chief of Staff H.R. Haldeman, Attorney General John Mitchell, and Nixon's Chief of Domestic Affairs John Ehrlichman were all convicted of obstruction of justice, conspiracy, and lying under oath. In the subsequent years after serving their jail terms, the three went on to have varying degrees of success. Haldeman invested in hotels and real estate. Mitchell was disbarred. And John Ehrlichman had an interesting brush with advertising. In 1987, he was hired by a company called Dryer's Grand Ice Cream to be in their television commercials. The campaign idea was provocative. The ice cream company wanted to make a claim that seemed unbelievable. It was launching light ice cream that was 93% fat-free, and Dryer's wanted to claim fat-free ice cream could still taste great. The idea was to hire famous people who had either fabricated stories or had told big lies in their past. The key idea being, you may not have believed me before, but you should believe me now. In other words, the campaign was to feature unbelievable people endorsing an unbelievably good ice cream. So Dreyer's advertising agency approached convicted Watergate conspirator John Ehrlichman to star in one of the commercials. In the ad, Ehrlichman says, When I said I never knew a thing about the Watergate break-in, you probably didn't believe me, did you? Well, to show you what a good guy I am, I'll give you another chance. This Dryer's Grand Light ice cream is 93% fat-free and it tastes great. Then he goes on to say, Try this stuff. It's unbelievable. And believe me, I'm an expert on that subject there was an immediate public outcry. The ice cream company said it received about 325 complaints from customers who threatened to boycott their product. After just a month, the company pulled the Ehrlichman commercial but continued airing the other ads in the campaign. The president of the company said they had anticipated a certain amount of negative response to the Ehrlichman commercial, but they certainly weren't prepared for the intensity of the complaints. John Ehrlichman might have been able to laugh off his role in Watergate, but the public still couldn't. In spite of the protest, the campaign generated initial sales 50 to 70% over projections. And in an ironic footnote, sales peaked, then stalled shortly after. The reason? The first batch of the new light ice cream really didn't taste good. Seems the public was right not to believe Ehrlichman this time, either. And we'll be right back after this message. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In 1979, Anheuser-Busch sold over 7 million barrels of Michelob beer. But by the late 80s, that number dropped by 35%. Beer drinkers had begun favoring imported brands and Michelob was being left in the dust. So, in 1987, Michelob decided to change its image. It needed to woo back its 1980s customers and attract a brand new set of 20-something drinkers. It needed to become cool again. And what's cooler than rock and roll? To launch their campaign, Michelob brought in the big guns, tapping some of the biggest names in the music industry, including Phil Collins, Roger Daltrey, Steve Winwood, and Eric Clapton. The theme was, The Night Belongs to Michelob. The supergroup starred in a series of 60-second ads that placed Michelob in the nightlife scene. Many of the rockers traded the use of their songs in exchange for tour sponsorship. Clapton's ad showed the singer leaving his concert and crossing the street to play at a dark, hazy bar, all set to a slowed-down version of his 1973 hit, After Midnight. 
the campaign was a hit, boosting Michelob's sales for the first time in nearly a decade. But the celebration didn't last long. Shortly after the campaign launched, it came out that Eric Clapton was in rehab. In late 1987, the singer-songwriter had entered a treatment facility in Minnesota for alcoholism, a crushing blow to the campaign. At the time, the alcohol industry was already under scrutiny for sponsoring concert tours, with many accusing the industry of contributing to the underage drinking problem. Having an alcoholic musician spokesperson for a beer brand didn't help. Clapton said he found himself in rehab sitting in a room full of recovering alcoholics when the first ad aired on TV. Someone said, is that you? Yep. Anheuser-Busch terminated Clapton's contract immediately. Some of Clapton's fellow rockers didn't approve of his association with Michelob in the first place, many becoming vocal about their distaste of Clapton selling out. Tom Petty said, How is someone supposed to take your next work seriously when your last one was a beer commercial? Well, as it happens, Clapton's next work won a Grammy. Michelob sales, however, resumed their decline, proving that, sometimes, a scandal hurts the brand more than the celebrity. For over a decade, Gilbert Gottfried played his most famous role. Affleck! Yes, since the millennium, the comedian voiced the familiar duck that frustratingly quacks at people who can't remember the name of the supplemental insurance provider called the American Family Life Assurance Company, or Aflac for short. Well, when I got hurt in this work, I thought I had supplemental insurance. Supplemental insurance? What's that? Aflac. Well, even best insurance doesn't give you cash to cover things like lost pay, other expenses. This does. What does? Aflac. Shouldn't ask about it at work. Really? And what's it called? Aflac! Uh, Aflac. Without it, no insurance is complete. Aflac! It was a happy relationship until March of 2011, when a 40-meter tsunami struck the Pacific coast of Japan killing over 15,000 people. As many celebrities did, Godfrey took to Twitter. But he wasn't expressing his sympathies for the country. Instead, he was tweeting jokes. Godfrey posted several jokes that made light of the tragedy, including, Japan is very advanced. They don't go to the beach. The beach comes to them. The tweet sparked an instant media outrage. And within just one hour of hitting the send button, the spokes duck was fired. You see, three quarters of Aflac's business was conducted in Japan. Godfrey deleted the tweets and issued an apology, but Aflac stood by their decision. Aflac also put out an immediate nationwide casting call to replace Godfrey as the Aflac duck. Pre-duck, Aflac had 11% brand awareness. Post-duck, Aflac brand awareness rose to 95%. And it has spent over 80 million media dollars per year to support their quacker. Suffice it to say, it was a valuable part of their branding. The duck had amassed over 230,000 Facebook likes, double the likes of the Aflac brand itself. 
and it was on the Ducks page that the brand announced the job opening. Interested parties were asked to submit a 30-second audio file showcasing their best Aflac quack to quackaflac.com. It was smart marketing. Nearly 30,000 people viewed the job description. Aflac poured through nearly 13,000 applications from the general public. The search itself garnered over 70,000 media stories, web and social media traffic soared, and the job search campaign even won Aflac a coveted Can Lion Advertising Award. After a month-long search, Aflac plucked their new duck out of obscurity. 36-year-old Dan McKeague, a radio station sales manager from small-town Minnesota. With their new spokesduck, the company's web traffic grew by 20%, Twitter followers increased by nearly 15%, and direct sales leads jumped by 80%. Aflac had taken a lame duck story and turned it into a duck dynasty. In 2004, Oscar Pistorius became a world champion. That year, the Paralympic athlete nicknamed the Blade Runner for his blade-like prosthetic legs won a gold medal for the 200-meter track event in Athens. In 2008, the South African runner brought home three more Paralympic gold medals from Beijing. The next year, he even began competing against able-bodied athletes. He was young, inspirational, and unstoppable. Naturally, he began fielding endorsement offers from big brands, including Nike. In 2011, Nike came out with an ad showing Pistorius darting off the starting block with the line, I am the bullet in the chamber. From the get-go, the ad was controversial, many claiming the allusion to gun violence wasn't appropriate in this day and age. But Nike stood by the ad. That is, until Valentine's Day 2013. Shockwaves being sent by the arrest of famed Olympian charged with murdering his glamorous model girlfriend in the wee hours of this Valentine's Day morning. That morning, Riva Steenkamp, girlfriend of Oscar Pistorius, was found shot and killed at his home in South Africa. Within 24 hours, he was charged with her murder. As the news became public, the two-year-old Nike ad quickly went viral. The bullet-in-the-chamber metaphor had become far too literal. By February 20th, Nike suspended its sponsorship with the athlete and pulled the ad until further details emerged. Nike South Africa made a statement saying, At this moment, it's a matter that's being investigated. There is an issue at hand here which is much bigger than a sponsorship. Throughout the trial, Pistorius maintained he mistook Steenkamp for an intruder. But after seven months, he was found guilty of homicide and sentenced to five years in prison. Following the verdict, Nike officially terminated its contract with Pistorius. While Nike has a history of sticking with their athletes through thick and thin, murder was a different issue. Nike could no longer run with the Blade Runner.
when a brand suffers a spokesperson disaster, the company usually tries to distance itself from the problem and the celebrity is quickly dropped. Then there is the rare time when a disgraced spokesperson is actually sought out. When beverage owner Frank D'Angelo wanted to launch his new sports drink called Cheetah Power Surge, he wanted to get some quick notoriety. So he hired Canadian sprinter Ben Johnson. As you may remember, Johnson had been stripped of his 1988 Olympic gold medal in the 100-meter race after testing positive for steroids. D'Angelo saw an opportunity with the disgraced athlete. And he hired Johnson to appear in this mock interview television commercial. Today on our show, we have Ben Johnson. How are you, Ben? Put your cards on the table. Uh, Ben, when you run, do you cheetah? Absolutely. Then Johnson holds up a can of cheetah power surge. I cheetah all the time. Cheetah Power Surge Energy Drink, an all-natural source of energy without caffeine. Frank D'Angelo said he knew exactly what he was doing when he hired Ben Johnson. He wanted to play with the similarities between the word cheetah and cheater, and he wanted a commercial that would get more attention than its budget would normally allow. He got his wish. Within two weeks, everyone was talking about cheetah. D'Angelo said he received between five and 10,000 emails from the public and maintains that only one email was negative. The commercial remained on the air for the duration of its media buy. Ben Johnson said he was just happy D'Angelo could look past his mistakes and hire him for the commercial. Like the John Ehrlichman ice cream ad, it was a complete 180 from the usual spokesperson disasters. Instead of losing endorsement money, a disgraced celebrity actually made money. When the fawns jumped the shark in Happy Days, it wasn't the beginning of the end. The sitcom still ranked in the top 20 for several more years after that. Which means Happy Days didn't jump the shark when it jumped the shark. But many brands have jumped that great white, especially when their spokesperson meets misfortune. The list is long, from Jared and Subway to the Marlboro Man dying of lung cancer. Lots can go wrong. When Oprah Winfrey tweeted she loved her new Microsoft tablet from her Apple iPad, it was a silly mistake. When Beef spokesperson Sybil Shepherd was quoted saying she stayed away from red meat, it was embarrassing. And when Nike athlete Oscar Pistorius murdered his girlfriend, it was a shocking tragedy. Sometimes spokesperson disasters are self-inflicted, as with Oprah and Gilbert Gottfried. Sometimes they are the result of personal issues, as Michelob discovered with Clapton. Then sometimes, in rare instances, disgraced celebrities are actually sought out because of their notoriety. But self-deprecating humor clearly has its limits. The advertising business has an insatiable need for attention. That hunger can lead to risky decisions. The wattage from a celebrity can shine a bright light on a brand, but when something goes wrong, a brand can find itself caught in the headlights. When you're under the influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly.
This episode was recorded in the Terror Stream. Producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Keith Oman. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Research, Jillian Gora. Co-writer, Sydney O'Reilly. Follow me on Twitter at Terry O. Influence for show updates and bonus material. See you next week. Under the Influence. Right after Happy Days in Laverne and Shirley. By the way, I know you've been dreaming of wearing an Under the Influence t-shirt. Or maybe I was dreaming that. But anyway, we have them for sale on our shop page. And if you listen to the show while sipping a tea or a coffee, have we got the mug for you. Go to terryoreilly.ca slash shop. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.